this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter Podcast. This is the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me I've got my mate, Mac. Mac, how you doing? Buckles, my man. I'm going all right. Uh, a bit like Cyber UK. It's it's all right. It's up and down. It's. I think this week was a case of like one step forward, two steps back, perhaps. Um, I thought the, the two episodes were so in contrast to, to each other. You know, the first episode of the week, great episode. I thought I really enjoyed it. A lot going on. And then the second episode was really dull and nothing happening. And yeah, it's a real mix of like, oh, what is this season going to become? Are we going to get a lot more of the second episode or is it going to be more like the first one? So I guess we'll discuss it. But yeah, I was pretty high on it after the first one. But yeah, it really dropped off. Mate, mate, that's easy. I can answer your question. Okay. Okay. The first episode was about Lenina. The second episode was about Kalaton. Nice and simple. <laughs> Perhaps that's right. Perhaps there's like a, a fun tribe and a boring tribe or, or you know, a tribe. No, there's a tribe that, yeah, there's a tribe that actually wants to play, has some sort of knowledge of the game and wants to do, like there's like some good characters on there. And then there's a tribe, let's, let's go tribe strength. This guy's pissing me off. Let's vote him out because he's pissing me off. And, oh, we want food. We don't want food. We got food. Yay. That's it. That's all we got. If it wasn't for Lawrence, Kalanton would be dead. Oh, no, yeah. no, yeah. no enjoyment at all. Definitely, Lenina got more of the characters. Uh, yeah, Lawrence is probably carrying the weight of like the the moments, I guess, on uh, Kalanton. But yeah, I think I think Lenina has got yeah bigger characters, a bit more gameplay in theirs. Um, you you were telling me before, there's more fans on Lenina. Was that right? Yeah, yeah. There's more fans on Lenina. So, whereas Calaton, it looks like the only person that's a fan is Shy, and Shy is the one that's being targeted because he's not very socially out there. Yeah, it seems his, his physical game sort of keeping him in it, um, which, I mean, yeah. that's what this season's all about, isn't it? If you're not strong, you're gone sort of thing. Is that the motto of the season? Well, yeah, and to, to, within reason, it's got to be. Like, we think of Australian Survivor, those crazy challenges, those full-on hectic challenges you need that strength initially. Just otherwise, you, there's no one left to vote out. There's no strategic play because there's no one left to strategize with. So you do have to think strength. And these challenges are, they're straight out of Sydney, uh, out of Australian Survivor. They're, they're literally these big, brute, brooding challenges. You need that challenge strength. The little girls just don't cut it at the start. And it's unfortunate. But then... As the game goes on, we get these cooler challenges, these ones that not those big boys struggle with. And that's when you can start getting the strategic play. So next week, I think we might find, hopefully, a little bit more strategy. The issue that my I have with Calaton is their strategy is who's pissing them off, not how am I going to win this game? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I'm not... I don't mind the who's pissing me off because that's part of a social game as well. You have to be likable. You have to be getting on with people. So I don't really have an issue there. And I guess at the end of the day, like, I don't really have an issue with, like, tribe strength because, like you said, challenges need to be won. But like we saw in the second episode this week, you get a challenge that's about balance and a bit of finesse and maybe the big boys can't handle it. So we see, like, Leilani, like, 
striving, you know, the greatest yeah, challenge she ever, ever, apparently. Yeah. Despite losing, yeah. mind you. And she she told us that she was the greatest challenge performer ever. Of Everyone course. was just like, yeah, you did well. And she's like, yeah, that's because it's my challenge. I fucking, I killed it. I thought it was funny. Like, they, they just lost the challenge. Like, they're going to tribal council. And she's like, well, how good was I today? I'm like, this is, you read the room, Malati. Like, you're not supposed to be talking yourself up when you lost. Maybe if you won, perhaps, but this is not, I know she's trying to save her ass, but wow. She's a bit, a bit over the top with it, I yeah. think. Like, she kept saying it. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe just be a bit more humble. Yeah, nah, definitely. Do we, do, do we, are we pretty sure that the reason Shai didn't get voted out is because someone was going over to the other tribe? No, I, I don't, I don't buy that. I reckon, cause you didn't, no one spoke after that bombshell was dropped that the person won't be voted out, they'll be pitching tribes. No one, no one got up and started talking. So this plan was already in motion. I don't think it changed the thing at all. So. No, I don't buy that. Okay. Because I feel like sending Shy over would have made an awesome season. <laughs> well, certainly, if you think he's a fan, which I think you've, you've got some background information, uh, that would be exciting to see him getting to mingle in that um, and, I guess, make make alliances with both sides. I think with Leilani, yeah. this is actually, like, the best thing for her because she said, like, throughout the first three episodes, four episodes, um, like, I'm not bonding with everyone. Nobody likes me. I'm on the outs. So the best thing you can do is just find new people on the other on the other side. But she's going over to Lee. <laughs> this is true. But did you see her in that challenge? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Lee would have been impressed, I'm sure. <laughs> Lee would have been impressed. Oh, yeah, she's got strength. <laughs> yeah, well, she was the best challenger, apparently. But, oh, yeah, you probably didn't see it. But, yeah, that, that, that's the worry, like... The, the Lenina tribe is so tribe strong, led by this Lee figure. And um, look, I don't think they're on board with that. I think they're just using it as no. a, a good plan to go with for now. We keep Lee there. He's a big target in front of us. And the players like Chris, Doug and Ren are sort of saying, yeah, Lee, take control. He's not targeting them because they're all sort of good with him. So it's not the worst plan to start off with, like just to get through the initial pre-swap time. And then at the swap, who's going to be targeted? It's going to be Lee. So look. They're doing. They're, they're playing so either by the book, and I guess having that super fan knowledge, they're doing it the right way. Yeah, they they are doing the right way. Tribe strength is needed at this time of the game. Lee is obviously the forefront of that, and he will be easily cut a little bit into the game. These strategic mm. players are not in with Lee. They are just dealing with him for the moment because they need him. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, it, like. I'm just, like, they're doing well to hold their tongue a bit, but I guess, like you said, they're, they're Survivor fans, they know the game, they're doing everything right. And, and Lee is really vocal about what he wants, and sometimes if you just let that person do that and you're on their good side, it's not a bad place for you to be. So, especially, I think Chris is probably playing at the best. The way he's sort of talking about, Lee, Lee sort of loves Chris, and he's like, well, this is great for me because he's always going to target the girls over me, and he's sort of, I guess he's like a, a big shield in front of Chris. So, I, I, I think Chris... He's really popped off the screen for these two episodes, I think. He's really, he's really stood up and said, hey, I'm, I'm a player in this game, and I can see Chris going a long way. Um, I, I'm starting to really like him. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying Chris. Christopher is... Sorry, Christopher. Good, Christopher. He's, yeah, he's, he's entertaining. He's got some sort of a strategic mind. He understands that he sort of has to go with the Lee group, even though he doesn't want to, but he doesn't want to rub the wrong way and then get voted out because he's going against him. It's, it's been really good. And he's 
talking to everyone and he's finding information. He picked up on the Ren thing. He had the knowledge to go to Lawrence and be like, hey, what happened? What was the choices? Like, he's definitely playing a good game and is not a big player, like, in the scheme of things. He's not, he's not being seen as a big player. Yeah, not yet. I, th- so, I, th- I think he's going to emerge. I think we're getting a bit of, like, an edit for him as, like, a big character of the season, a big player down the track. Like, I could see him easily making, like, top five and, like, being robbed at the end or something of, like, a good game. So that's what I'm seeing from Chris, uh, or Christopher, sorry. And, uh, yeah, he's got some just good ideas and some good um, foresight. Like you said, to ask Lawrence about what happened and, Let's go into that as well, but we'll, I guess we'll get there. But where, where do you want to sort of kick off with talking? Like, what do you talk about these photos, well, or what do you want to do? Let's, well, let's talk about the non-alim. Yeah, okay, non-alim. Like, They're back. Yeah, non-alim. They're back. This is another franchise that has a non-alim. Wasn't expecting it, it's, to be uh, honest. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it either. They're, it looks like Australian Survivor has a very big impact on this US on this UK Virgin. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say if that's the reason or is it like just the contract they signed up with with the network, they need to have this many episodes and to do that you need X amount of players plus a couple of non-limbs, I don't know. Um, so I guess until we know from like the production company, it's hard, well, it's hard to speculate. About, yeah, but also think about the challenges. These challenges are straight out of Australia. Yeah, they, yeah, I do agree with that. They, they are very similar, like a lot of them. I mean, to be fair, a lot of these challenges have been done in, um, I think South Africa did, a couple of these ones as well. The running on the water one, definitely. Um, yeah. So maybe it's just, just non-US versions. Like, they're sort of steering away from that. Because I do think that the challenges in Australia are one of the things they do, I guess, better than the other countries. Like, they're a bit more epic definitely. and big. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a movie. It's a, it's a yeah. movie entertainment value. Yeah. But I do think because it's like the first season for UK for a long time, 20 years plus, they're trying to get this audience in. So to do that, like the, the strategy and gameplay might be a bit over their head to a point. So you've got to sort of throw in these challenges, especially for the kids. Because, you know, I started watching this show as a kid. As a 10-year-old, I love the challenges. That's like my favorite thing, you know. And I know you're a big yeah. challenge man, probably still that you yeah. know, kid at heart. I, sort of I, love, I, I love a good challenge. Yeah, whereas I probably don't anymore because I'm more about the gameplay and stuff. But to have, if you have good challenges, you can just get people hooked in on that. Like, like I watched Ninja Warrior just because of I like the show. It's good. It's it's all challenges, you know, and uh, yeah. like gladiators stuff like that. So if you just have decent challenges, you'll get an audience just for them, you know. Yeah, well, they are aiming for those casual fans. Yeah, those people that are just going to dip in, dip out, maybe not watch every single night, but still want to watch. And these challenges is what's going to get you those casual fans. That's why Australia is going as well as it is going because it had those big challenges from the start and that's where Ninja Warrior is the big trend and shit like that. That makes casual people sit and watch, even if it's only just for the challenge, not for the gameplay. And then eventually you hope that some of them turn into wanting to watch the gameplay as well. Yeah, no, well, that's it. Once you're exposed to the gameplay, even if you're just there for challenges, you're going to pick up on what's the right thing to do and what isn't. So I guess it's, a, it's just like a foot in the door. They're into the show now, and they'll work it out as they go. I do, I do think the um, they're definitely playing for the casuals. Like you watched the previously on, previously on at the start of the episode, and it is so dumbed down as to like what's actually going on. Like it's so, it's so baseline strategy to the point where it's almost no strategy, and they're just sort of saying this person was voted out because they're weak. This person likes this person. This person's in charge. That's the game we're playing at the moment. So. They're dumbing it down for the casuals, but you know what? It's not a bad thing. It's first season, like we said. I assume it will pick up as it goes. 
And like I said, episode three was really good in the way that there was a lot going on, a lot of new things, the idols been in play, decisions to make at the outpost. So yeah. Let's 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 go let's let's talk about episode three, because that was a fun part of the yeah. week of UK Survivor, I thought. Yeah. No, no, it was it was really good. The outpost, we see that. That's an awesome thing. It it, it puts just another layer to the game. A little bit of a twist. Um, not to mention Rach and Ashley being the two people up for elimination, voting for each other, that, that shows that they're thinking about their games and it's above their closest ally. It's, it, there was actually a bit of strategy involved here. Obviously, no one wanted to vote these two out, but they had to because they need the strength. And yeah. some of that is strategy, like giving up a possible ally, so then you've got more allies going into merge. Yeah, I, I can definitely see the, the the idea behind it. What I thought was interesting, so we come out of last week with this this supposed fivesome that voted Sabrina out, which was Ren, Doug, Christopher, Ash, and Rachel. So th- to me, to me, they had the control of the tribe. They had five versus the three of Pegleg, Lee, and Hannah. So I'm thinking. Yeah. The, the whole, after the challenge, they're just peddling this Ash versus Rachel. And I'm waiting for this group to come together and say, hey, we're getting Pegleg or Hannah out. You know, like, I'm just expecting yeah. these five to come together. The five that voted for it, voted together last tribal council. Where did this go? What, why, why did they not come back together? I don't understand. It's very simple. It's because of this strength in challenges. Hannah is a footy player. I have a soccer player. Yeah. She, is a very athletic person. She's very fit. Peg leg, yes, obviously he's only got one leg, but he's he's been killing it in most of the challenge. Has he? Has he proved there's, himself? There's, in there's, he did in week one, like the okay. first two episodes we watched. He well and truly proved himself in those challenges. This week, not so much. So I think he's being protected by Lee, which I think is a great strategy for him, and I think he's uh, very smart hiding behind Lee. Um, at the moment, because yeah. he's not even being brought up as a weakling, when to a point he sort of is. He's got one leg. Unfortunately, he's got one leg. Exactly. He's got one leg. He's got, he's got one leg. Yeah, and like he's, I think he's doing really, really well. I think he's being quite, being quite smart, hiding behind Lee, using Lee as the push to do things. But even Hannah, we get a confessional from Hannah this week saying, "I don't want to be voting the girls out." I want them around, but we need the strength. And that's why they went for Rachel or uh, Rachel Ashley. Ashley, I would say, hasn't done as well as Rach in the challenges. What type of PT doesn't run? That was funny. Isn't that like, that's in your job. Isn't that in your job description? I, I'm a PT, but I don't run. Yeah, it was funny. I thought, I assumed that they all ran. But and why, why would you tell people that? Yeah. Oh, I'm a, P- I'm a PT, but I don't run. What? I don't get it. No, I do. Do you have an injury? I hope you have an injury. Maybe she just does weights only and she focuses on that or some, maybe she's yoga. I don't know. But yeah, I just, yeah, like I get the whole strength thing, but at the end of the day, strength is in numbers. And when you have a solid five who's already voted together, you've already built that trust. That's something you want to keep and, and build on by voting more people out together. So when you, when you, when you do go to a merge or a tribe swap, you know this person's got your back. If they, if one of these people tribe swaps with like a Lee or a Peg Leg, yeah, they're probably still trusting them because they've 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 built something. But it's so fake, isn't it? Like it's not it's not a real alliance. 
I, I completely agree that you like you've you've made a five, you want to stick to it, but it's pointless if you don't know if there's going to be swaps or anything like that. Yeah, it's pointless if you get to the merge and you've got to vote three of your five out because you've lost every single challenge. Unfortunately, just how this game is set up, they have to think strength as the back option. Yeah. As as the option in the back, in the four, well, the, no, is the option in the four front and then try and strategize around that. No, that, and I that's, that's why, true. that's why, otherwise, Lee's, Lee would have gone home. Some of those comments that he made about chicks being weaker and stuff like that, like, yeah. He would have gone home the first vote, not even this vote. Mm. I think I think the only sort of uh, I'll give him a pass is because that five is now down to a four in a seven. They still have the majority, so I would imagine I would imagine if they go back to tribal council, that four will vote together: Ren, Chris, Doug, and, and Ash. I, I, yeah. I would be shocked if Ash was voted out next. If you want to peddle this strength thing. Because I do think that it, there's still an alliance there who still have the power. They have the majority. So I'd be, I'm going to be really interested if Lenana go to the next Tribal Council just to see what happens. Or well, now Lenana's coming over anyway. So, you know, that sort of... Yeah, so there's, that, a, there's that, a nice that, little scapegoat. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I guess that throws a spanner in the works, but that was the sort of only pass I gave for that reasoning. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the outpost? Absolutely, I do. All right. The outpost. How good is Lawrence? He is... A breath of fresh air for entertainment value. He's great. He's an he's great. absolute idiot, but holy crap, he's fun. Yeah, I like I like the way he talks. He's just a fun guy. He's a fun character, you know. He's, he's got a bit of everything. He's. I, I was actually really surprised he didn't take one of the clues. I was shocked almost. Like I thought this guy's here to play, and he goes home with the big fish. I think I think he played this perfectly. Personally, no. he goes home with the big fish. No, no. So he goes home with the big fish. He doesn't tell them about the second option, the small fish with the idle clue. Yeah. And just tells them about the potato with an idol. He oh, yeah. goes back to camp. Yeah. He keeps his tribe happy by giving them the big fish. And he at least knows that there's an idol out there. Yeah, the problem is with this is is regardless of what you come back with, even if you did the right thing for the tribe, they're always going to be sus about what you've done. So I, I think here's my strategy, what I would have done, because I don't think taking the fish was the right idea at all. You okay. take the potato, right? You get your solo clue for yourself. How good is this? No one needs to know about it. And and the thing is that they, they said, pick your quickest thinker. So you just say, oh, we had to do a challenge, and whoever did... And I lost. I lost a challenge and I got a potato, whereas he got like a whole fish, I guess. <laughs> and, and, and that's it. You don't have to go any further than that because that makes sense. You, you were chosen as this fast thinker who's going to obviously compete against one of them. So it, it, it checks out. The story checks out. And then you have this potato, which is obviously the, the dud prize. And now you've got this clue to yourself. So because, yeah, like, I, yeah that was, that's what I would have done. Um, what would you have done out of interest? Would you have taken the big fish, it sounds like? Um, I would have taken the big fish and then not told anyone about the prize, about the about the idol being there. I would have said, oh, the idol was, I had a choice, an idol or this big fish, I chose the big fish. And then I would have started searching for the idol. Yes, I wouldn't have a clue to where it is, but it's Survivor. We've watched Survivor. We know Survivor. Lawrence obviously hasn't. 
Uh, but I would at least know that it's on the beach, whereas the rest of my teammates wouldn't know. They wouldn't know what they're looking for, and I'd be going for it. But I would assume they're already looking for idols regardless if they think they're there or not. You're still looking. Sure. Shy's the only person looking for an idol. Oh, please. They, they at least have, <laughs> they probably get a rundown of the game beforehand. Like, this is what's in the game potentially. And you say, oh, well, like, you, they would have watched one episode of the show before. I'm, I, like, you can't go on this show without seeing it. So they know there's Oh, people there. do. People do. Lawrence has never watched this show before. I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. But he must. I mean, yeah, I just don't right. think, I don't think the big fish. Would you come back? Yeah. Oh, we got fish. Oh, what else did you get? I oh, know that's it. And you're actually being truthful, but they're so sus on you. Yeah, I don't think it's good. But it's easier to be truthful when it's truth. It's easier, but and, it's still sus. And, and these aren't fans. They're not, they're not sus on him. He's, he's the larrikin. They don't give a shit. Uh, I think someone said something. <laughs> I can't remember who said it, but someone was sus on him, so. Look, I, Ren, did, I agree she didn't play it perfectly. I think she played it good enough. She's obviously piqued Christopher's attention. Yes. Um, sharing it with Doug, I think, was definitely the smart move. Like, Doug's a strong player. There's a shield for you in the future. Um, I probably would have put a bit more energy into finding it before Doug found it. <laughs> but having having Doug there was definitely... Uh, he's, he's, he's a good person to be aligned with on this tribe. He's not going to get voted out due to strength and he's going to be a target for you coming post-merge. She enjoyed it. Now, I just want to change one thing for production. One thing that I think would have made this all better and would have made the lies a lot more elaborate and better strategy behind it. Put them there together. Why are they there separately? That is true, yeah. Put them there together. Let them discuss it. Not only... Only does that start that cross-tribal shenanigans, mm. but they can come up with a lie together, then they can go back to each tribe, say that lie, then when Christopher comes to Lawrence and says, oh, what were the choices? Lawrence can't, like, doesn't know what Ren said, and he just throws yeah. her under the bus without realising. Well, that's always fun too, but yeah, no, I, I, do, I do agree with what you're saying. I think that would have made for better television, just to have them talk to each other at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Were they? Yeah, that's because they weren't. Were they even at the same place? We don't. We never saw them even near each other, did we? Look, with how close the camps are, I'd say they went to the same place. Yeah. Okay. They just went at different times. Yeah. That would that would have been fun, but yeah, I I think what Ren did was smart enough. But then, like you said, Chris is now Sassaner, and I thought what Chris did to to ask Lawrence, like, what was there, what happened, um, really, like. Especially after he's done this brutal challenge, you must be exhausted. And to have like the awareness of mind to, to ask, very smart play. And uh, what what, do, what he's going to do with the information, I don't know. Do you think Lawrence should have sort of like thrown Ren under the bus a bit, like, and just said, I don't know, made up something just to, just to really just snow her? <laughs> Lawrence isn't thinking that way. No, that's that's not. definitely he, Lawrence is exhausted as well. So, and he's not thinking like this so um but yeah look that that's definitely an option and that would that if say lawrence and ren didn't get along and they met up he could have thrown ren under the bus and he would have probably thought about something like that he could have absolutely like just tossed her a new like roasted her yeah yeah but, i think i think just getting he probably got caught after the challenge he wasn't he wasn't expecting a question about it it's hard to just make up on the spot i suppose unless you're prepared uh, which he probably wasn't yeah, like you said he's, he's not a huge fan apparently 
Not a, not a huge fan. I doubt he's ever watched the show. <laughs> I reckon he's watched one or two episodes just to see what an idol looks like, you know? <laughs> just to see what an idol looks like. <laughs> just to see where they're hidden, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, did we want to talk about the Kelaton vote at all? Leilani going home? Um, well, not going home, but yeah, like... Well, not going know. home, going over to the other tribe. She's just not getting on with everyone. She said it from the start. Like, I just don't like anybody and no one likes me. And I guess that's... When you're in that spot, like, how can you move forward with that person, regardless of their strength or skills? Like, if you're not, if she's not with anyone, who, who's, who's vouching for it? Who's, who wants to keep her? Whereas at least Shy had some people in his corner saying, well, this is good at challenges and we, we can somewhat trust him. Whereas no one's doing that for Leilani. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm hoping that Rachel, your winner pick is, a fan because she seems to have very strategic confessionals, but there is no knowledge to, to of my knowledge from the research that I've done that she's a fan at all. So, but she seems to have a bit of a knack for this game and she seems to be entertain not entertaining, but she's strategic enough that she could be able to play this tribe. Yeah. I'm and not I so sure. You've got a, Really, I'm I'm backpedaling a bit on the Winnipeg hole. Like she's not getting she's not getting anything. The airtime she gets is horrible. She doesn't she's not doing she's not doing anything. She's not saying anything. Um, look, I'll stick with it because I have to. But if you, if <laughs> you, you have offer, to, mate, if you offer me a change, I would definitely change it. Okay, who would you change it to? Well, that's a good question. Who I think Doug or Chris probably at this point. Um, I think I think Ren is going to go far, but I don't think he's going to win. But probably Doug or Chris are the two that are jumping off the page for me. Yeah, I look. Ren's my winner pick. I'm. I was a lot happier with it this week than I was last week. Um, I don't see her getting to the end. I my biggest worry about this season is Calaton keep winning because if Calaton keep winning, we get to merge. They just become begonging, Lenina uh, out. Yeah, and it's a boring as fuck season, and we do get a oh, a Rachel win or a. Jess win or something like that. Yeah. Jess, I wouldn't mind. I'm starting to like Jess. She's quite fun in the confessionals, at least. She's starting to pop off the screen a bit for me. She's got a bit to say, which is oh, nice. She's, and, and I did like that she was aware that, like, she voted shy in that first one and it could come back to bite her in the ass, but that's the most strategy we've gotten out of her. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Well, she's the top that of is... the Galaton then for strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tanuke is the top of the Galaton for strategy. Um, she seems to have a bit of a hold of the game. She's also in quite a powerful position. She's definitely, like we found out, she's got Nathan from the fir- in the first week. And now it looks like everyone's coming to her. What did you think of Matthew? Uh, not much. <laughs> he, <laughs> um, he, he comes across as really young and naive. and um, I, Like, I can just see him getting strung along. And he's thinking he's probably got power, but he really doesn't. And, yeah, I didn't. He doesn't. Yeah. So far, not we're not get, we haven't got a whole lot from him, so it's really hard to fully judge him. But look, he's not he's not the most exciting guy. Did you like him? We we didn't. No, no, I don't. No, like, yeah. I, I'm. <laughs> I just remembered his name. He's one of the names I remembered. Obviously, yeah. well, I wrote them all down. So <laughs> that's. <laughs> I I'm just finding we switch over to Calaton for like thirty seconds to a minute. We hear some quip. We see Lawrence's bum. We hear, oh, we really want food. We're really hungry, blah, blah, blah. Then we go back to Lenina and 
Lenana is just entertaining and there's there's t- strategy talk and there's Lee talking about strength and there's peg leg supporting that. Hannah's not sure. We've got Rach, Rach and Ashley. That was really good. I really enjoyed that, that they actually had the mindfulness to vote for their closest ally because they were it was it, one of them was going home yeah it was Lenina's just so much better yeah we're certainly getting a lot more they do have the characters but um yeah I mean we get, we get Lawrence's bum on Calton you know sun's out bum's out sort of thing and that's that's yeah. about yeah, the highlight yeah. for them isn't it yeah pretty much that's yeah. the highlight that's the highlight for them that's that was the biggest thing I remember from this week from them yeah. Um, please don't vote out Shy. Please don't vote out Shy. Yeah, he's not giving he much seems either, like, he's, he's like, no, I'm not saying he's entertaining. He's obviously, if he is trying to do, do anything strategically, he's not doing it very well. But I just need this fan here because without him, it's going to be even more boring. And at least him being hated, but them not being able to vote him out is sort of giving us something. Yeah, well, I guess it's just, at least as a character we know, you know, we've seen, he's on the TV, he's, he's got, he's divisive a little bit, so that's something. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm actually just going to- he killed I'm, it. He smashed Lee. Did you see that in the challenge? Yeah, awesome. I thought that was great, yeah. I, lo- I love seeing Lee getting just hammered, because I don't, I don't like <laughs> And we, let's, let's get to the challenges, because at least that's a big part of the episodes. The, uh, the sandbag challenge, the strategy in the sandbags. What do you think? Someone said he wins the race, or is it you try and run and, and catch him? I have seen this and I will stand by this. You go at a steady pace and let people drop off as you go. You don't sprint this challenge. No one that I can remember that sprinted this challenge wins. No, I don't think it has happened. Um, I don't blame them for the strategy, but I think it's a pretty long course. So like the sprint in the water, it does take a bit out of you. And then once, like you said, if you don't catch them after a lap or two, you're gassed. You've got all this weight on you. And, I mean, the three of them held in there for a while, it seemed. Good on them. They did. They did well. But um, you can just see they, the, the strategy was completely off. Yeah. And that, unfortunately, like, at least, they, at least they're bringing strategy to it. Like, there is strategy in these challenges. Yeah, so yeah. They're trying to think. They're trying to think, even if they're going with Lee's options. Because, like, they've got the fitter tribe. Oh, I don't know. Other than Pegleg, Pegleg was obviously, well, he, he lives in the water, but I still feel like walking in the water as fast as the others is going to be a bit difficult for him. The rest of them are still quite fit. Like actually in general, most people on this season are quite fit. So yeah, I, it, I think they definitely, I don't know if they would have definitely won, like Ashley said, but they definitely would have had a better chance. And I think like between them, even if, if Rach is a PT, even if she doesn't run, she's got to be a little bit fit to a point. Ashley seems like she's got a bit of heart behind her. Ren obviously likes to go bushwalking and stuff, so she seems like reasonably fit. It's, I mean, sorry, they seem reasonably fit. I apologize. Um, and they just push through. Like, all the men are definitely fit. Yeah. No, you're right. I don't know. Yeah, I guess yeah, it was all about strategy, and that was all they spoke about at Tribal Council. JD just said, what was the strategy at the challenge, and was that the reason you're here? And pretty much that was all that was said. I think the Tribal Councils are a bit lacklustre at the moment. Um, still waiting for some, like, actual talk to happen, like there isn't strategy and strength. Sorry, there isn't just strength. But, yeah. again, we'll get there. Um, 
I'm just going through my notes and I'm like, what else are we going to talk about? Like this. There's, there's, there's not a whole lot. It's pretty light on these episodes. Like the first episode was great. Second episode, not much. And I'm, that's about it, eh? Like there's not much else to go on. How do we talk about Australian Survivor for so long? I think things actually happen. <laughs> we, get, we get characters like George who, you know, they give us a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, I've literally got I think, I, I, let's talk about Doug. Look, I am, I'm very impressed with Doug. He, is not only is he a strong dude, but he's able to play this middle ground between the strategic players and the strength-based players. I really see promise for him in the future. He's now got an idol um, idol, that he hasn't disclosed to anyone except Ren. And they're not going to tell anyone because they need it to protect themselves. Obviously, they would have preferred if they got it themselves. But Doug is the standout character from from last episode, from this episode, uh, last week, from this week, Doug is the person that I'm watching. Yeah, he certainly found himself in a great spot. He does seem to be really level-headed, which is important. Um, he's got this really tight one with Ren, I suppose, and they do seem to be in control uh, and letting Lee take the actual control. Um, yeah. he, he had this confessional. He's talking about how Lee's, you know, Saying the weakest must go, it's a boys' club. And he's like, I don't want to do that. I want to be with, with players that, you know, don't lose their head under pressure, who stay calm and can think logically. So he's obviously got a plan for the future with different people. But like, like we said earlier, sort of letting Lee take the power at the moment. So he's in a good spot. And like you said, he can sort of swing both ways because he looks, looks to be aligned with everyone, which really, that's a perfect survivor play right now. Um, as like as a character, probably not as exciting as I would hope. Like he, he's not the best confessionalist or anything, but he looks yeah. to be a good player, which is, is important to 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 give the season some sort of uh, some sort of strategic depth and 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 intrigue going forward. Yeah. Okay. Are you sick of forcing this chat about this show at the moment? <laughs> Never. I love talking about Survivor, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably out of ideas. We do have to do the buffs. We have to do the buffs. I think I think we were I think we were out of ideas about ten minutes ago, and we've just sort of just used our podcast skills to push through and get a little bit more out of it. Well, that's it, and 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 now it's time to to wrap it up. <laughs> to wrap it up. Well, uh, what did, what did we say last week? What let's did we a, think was going to happen this week? That's a good idea. Let's let's look at a flashback from last week and see what we said and see if we got it right. So the way I see it going, um, I think the Lenana tribe are the stronger tribe. So I think Kalaton will go back to tribal council. Um, and to me, is an obvious person on the bottom and maybe the weakest person, which I think they're still going to vote with. And I think Jess will be sent Okay, on. there you go. Je- <laughs> Meh. Yeah, that's, uh, that's no not good. Jess. That was, that was a bad read. Jess wasn't even mentioned. I, I was a bit, a bit no. shocked. She, she won her challenge as well. She, like, kicked Hannah's ass. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I, from last week's the way they were talking about her, she just seemed to be, you know, on the weaker end, and, you know, that's all, yeah. what it's all about. But, uh, yeah, good on her. She's obviously found her way in and, and made some friends. And, like I said, I, I think she's actually start, – I'm starting to like her too, which is good. Yeah, yeah no, nah, she's, she's, she's definitely good for entertainment value, especially on a bit of a dud of a tribe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see what you had to say last week. Alright, so next time on Survivor, Peloton definitely goes to Tribal Council, obviously the weaker tribe. Like, don't be Nathan, come on, mate. <laughs> I'm so 
It's either going to be Jess or Leilani. Yes. So, and I'm going to go with Leilani. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't know. But again, I even said it's going to be between Jess and Leilani, and I was completely off there. So I, I must have just been listening to you too much, mate. Where did Jess even come from? I don't remember. Yeah, I think you just agreed with me, and then you're like, you know what? I'll just go to something different, just to spite yeah. you. And then you got it right again. Good on you. That's, uh, that's two weeks in a row for you, I think. Yay! Well, Kalaton didn't actually win the very like lose the very first challenge, so we got that wrong. Yeah, both probably, of us got that wrong. We probably should do two episode uh, predictions. So yeah. let's go for next week. What do we think's happening next week on Survivor? Buckles. Okay, I think Kalaton lose. And Ooh. we, yep, we unfortunately lose Shy. Um, and then I think Lenena lose and Leilani goes home. I don't think she gets inroads. I think if she struggled on her tribe, which seems to probably be the more social tribe, she's really going to struggle on the more strategic tribe with someone like Lee at the forefront of it. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. Um, I, I'm going to agree with you on Leilani. I do think if Lenena go, they're just going to vote her straight out. Because um, I, I can't see that original four trying to push against Lee now when it's 4v4. Uh, so I'll say Leilani, yep. And I'll, I'll go, I'll go one from each side. So we'll go Kalaton also lose. Uh, I reckon, I reckon Shire might find his way in. Nathan seems to like him. Nathan's with Tanuke. So let's call him a threesome. Jess is safe. So who does that leave out? It leaves out Rachel and Matt, and I guess Rachel's my winner pick, so I'll go with Matt just because Rachel's <laughs> elimination. <laughs> All right, sweet. All right, let's get, let's get to saying goodbye to Rach. Yeah, Rach. Um, um, what do we know yeah. about Rach? She's a PT we didn't that know much run. about Rach. She's a PT that doesn't run. Um, as, a, as a player, she, like, oh, she got through... Um, she got through one or two votes. Like she was able to get that five together. She had good inroads with a few people. Um, obviously, Ashley is the better player or the better social connection because even though I feel like Rach was stronger than Ashley, um, Rach was one that got voted. Was what was chosen, which is interesting. Um, they can't just be voting her out because she's a PT that doesn't run right. Like that, just because of that, doesn't mean that she's weaker than Ashley. She lasted a lot longer than Ashley. Yeah. At the pace that that they were setting, so I, as a player, I guess she was okay. As a character, oh, she she wasn't horrible. She wasn't amazing. She wasn't jumping off the screen for me. But I did respect that um, she voted Ashley to try and save herself. Uh, her mem- most memorable moment is. I'm a PT, but I don't run. Yeah, that, that'll <laughs> be fun. And That's no, she is not, she's not getting brought back. No, she's not coming back. Uh, memorable moment was you hit it on the head, I don't run. Um, as a player, look, it's really hard to judge her. Three episodes, four episodes in. Uh, three episodes in, rather. Uh, yeah, we didn't see much of her either. So even as a character, it's really hard to have an f- opinion either way. Um, so I'll just... Uh, that'll be it, yeah. Like, not yeah. memorable... Not that great. Probably not a fan. So just didn't do, didn't really do anything for me. Um, and there goes Rachel. Goodbye, Rach. Goodbye, okay, Rach. it's the Rach and Rachel is confusing the shit out of me. Well, now we don't have to um, worry about that. 
<laughs> now we don't have to worry about that. Now we just got Rachel in there. Um, okay, let's go to Buckles Buff of the episode, mate. Buckles Buff. Okay. Buckles yeah. Buff. Episode three, the first episode, the good episode of the week, we'll call it. Um, so I actually found it was quite hard to decide on someone, uh, but I have landed somewhere, of course. Okay, where? I've gone with Doug. Now, Doug was given the clue by Ren, so good alliance there, trustworthy, tight alliance. That's what you want. Also, the fact that Ren was the one that got to the outpost, the suspicion's on her, not on Doug. So he's got that without the suspicion, so that's why... Put him above uh, above Ren. He is in a good spot in the middle. He is seen as like a strong guy, strong number, which at the moment is important. And uh, all around, just, just playing a good, low-key game aligned with everyone. So Doug gets my buff for episode three. Yep, and I agree. Doug gets my buff for episode three. He, exactly what you said. Everything that you said, he was the standout of that episode. Um, yeah. strategically, he's in a good position. Um, I think the only one that would even, I'd even think of possibly taking that from him is Christopher, but he didn't do a whole lot because he's playing the smart sort of lowercase game. And yeah, Doug seems to have a head on his shoulders. He's got the idol. Good on him. Well done. Yeah. Good on Doug. Good. He's in yeah. a good spot. And for episode four, I ummed and art about this. For a while, I probably thought about this too much, um, and I couldn't decide till after my rewatch, and then probably another ten minutes of thinking. <laughs> um, by the way, the rewatches for UK Survivor are easy as shit. You can skip through most of it because there's <laughs> not a lot going on. So I do thank I thank UK for Survivor for that. So appreciate it. Um, but I'm actually going to give it to Rachel when Rachel sits down with Tanuke and Matthew. Um, oh, and I oh, know Tanuke and Jess, and Tanuke and Jess are talking about voting out Shire. They want Shire. Rachel then brings up, "Look, I do understand why, but we do need him." And she seemed like the only person that actually brought up keeping Shire for strength, yeah, and voting out Leilani, and get and she got her target. When a lot of people seem to not want Shy in the game, and she was able to obviously swing them enough. That is some eagle-eye viewing right there, because it was not on my radar. Um, I found this episode even harder than episode three. This is arguably the hardest buff I've ever given out, because even now yeah. I'm debating, because nothing happened in the episode. So I'm, I'm casting my mind back, I'm going through my notes, and the person I'm giving the buff to, it's probably it's probably like a, a two-part buff for a bit of episode three and four. Um, okay. My buff goes to Lawrence, and uh, yeah. bear, bear with me because <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, but Lawrence gets a buff because in this episode he had a conversation with Tanuke, giving her information about there is idols out here. So he's building for he's building alliances, he's building he's building trust in the Calaton camp, which is something we have very little of. Uh, apart Tanuke is with Nathan, and that's all we've seen, and everyone else is it appears to be free agents. So Lawrence is saying no, I'm going to play this game strategy. So. He's told Tanuke about that. He, he he chose a big fish, which I did not agree with, but he came back. Everyone loves him now. He's in a good spot. I think he's going to go a long way in this game, Lawrence. And and just for that alone, because there was so limited information to give it to anyone else, he gets my buff of the week. Okay, okay. So, of course, we have the sort of standout players on Lenena, 
They're leading the buffs with Doug and Christopher both having two apiece. We have Rachel, Lawrence, Nathan, and Tanuke with one buff apiece because we can't decide what the fuck is happening at Kalatop. What do you got going on, Mac? Mate, I'm back at work this week. Holidays are definitely over. It's a hot week in the sun. Living the dream. No, I am not. This is not fun, but you know what? It is my job. Uh, apart from that, look, US Survivor tomorrow night. We're going to watch that. We're going to pot about it on Friday. And uh, Survivor Fatigue is, is real. It's, we're watching three episodes a week. We're doing two podcasts a week. Uh, it's, it's, it's taken over my life, mate. <laughs> it's <laughs> taken over your life. <laughs> what do you got going on? What have I got going on? I'm getting over the shingles. I'm sick of being at home in my house. I'm trying to get out back into the world, but I can't because I don't want to infect anyone. So I'm just trying to get my job done and get through all the Survivor podcasts. Hence why I'm thinking about Survivor so much. You know what you and could do? We were able to, while we were able to force this episode to be almost an hour. I think you're, you know, you're at home all day. You have time to rewatch Survivor UK a third time. <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? Am I, I fast forwarding? I might actually watch the challenges again. <laughs> <laughs> you're a filthy casual right. nowadays. <laughs> filthy casual. Okay. Thank you, Mac. This has been great. Guys, hit us up, Survivor, Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter on Facebook. Get us on Survivor underscore 3BS on Instagram, Survivor 3BS on Twitter. I've been Buckles. He's been Mac. You've been amazing. We'll see you later. See you, Buckles. Always always a pleasure. I'll see you next, next time. All right, bye. Bye.